to the In Transit podcast, a place where we discuss all things supply chain. I'm your host, Vishnu Rajamanikam. In this episode, we are joined by Greg Braun, the Chief Revenue Officer of Dock and Yard Management firm C3 Solutions, to discuss the evolving world of grocery retail in the digital age. Greg and I will explore why groceries took a bit longer to join the online bandwagon and the unique hurdles they face, especially with the surge in online orders. Greg sheds light on the challenges with inventory management in the grocery space and how technology is playing a pivotal role in its transformation. We'll also dig into the challenges of balancing inventory the impact of omni-channel strategies and the often overlooked details that can make or break a retailer's success. So buckle up and let's get started. Hey Greg, thanks for joining us on the In Transit podcast. Well, hey, thanks for having me. It's, it's great to be here. Nice to have you here, Greg. How about we start with a quick overview of your journey in the industry and a bit about what C3 Solutions does? Well, Vishnu, I've been actually in the logistics industry for almost all of my career. I um, initially, um, at the beginning of my career, I was, I was, I worked in, I've always worked in IT to a certain degree. I was working for one of the larger uh, Canadian trucking companies at the beginning of my uh, career. And um, again, working in IT. And then in 2000, um, I was a co-founder of, of C3. So we started the whole uh, C3 experience where, you know, for, for listeners that know about C3, we're a company that, uh, a software company that specializes in the, in the area of, of yard management and dock scheduling. So, um, right now I'm the chief revenue officer for C3. So I, um, that's, that's a little bit about my, uh, my journey. Wonderful. Um, I had this really intriguing chat in my last episode about retailer challenges in a volatile market like today. Uh, but when I think about the grocery scene, it seems a bit steady, at least demand-wise, right? So, But then I imagine that the challenges aren't in any uh, way lesser compared to the rest of the, you know, the larger retail market, especially after the surge in online orders, especially after the pandemic. What are your thoughts on this, Greg? Uh, what are some of the unique challenges that you see that grocery retailers contend with while catering to uh, online sales? Well, hey, that's a that's a great point. I mean, and I never thought of it that before. But um, you know, I guess on the demand side, you're right. Groceries have a little less to worry about. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want to trivialize the the competitive challenges that grocers have amongst themselves. But in terms of demand, I mean, you know, we all have to eat. So we know that there's going to be on that side, on the demand side, um, there's always going to be demand for the products. But um, also, though, I mean, I would say, I mean, uh, C3 as a, as, as a company, we've been we've been providing solutions for the grocery industry right from the outset. So we're fairly well positioned to to be aware of those challenges and and definitely from a supply chain end of things. Grocers have have all kinds of challenges, unique challenges, um, and and some of them that come to mind. Obviously, they're dealing with perishable product. 
So um, that that's a challenge, and it's a challenge in many ways. I mean, you um, you know, if we're talking about velocity of product movement, you've got to make sure that um, there's there's no delays in that supply chain. That right from the you know, we can get product very very effectively from the supplier straight into the retail outlets, um, and and there's just such because their margins are so small, so narrow, there's just no room for inefficiencies. So um, I know we are constantly challenged by all of our grocery customers for to, to, to help them gain efficiencies. And, and that puts pressure on us as well as a provider to make sure that a, our solutions are always available and we're constantly looking at ways to help our customers um, improve their efficiencies, not only just from a cost perspective, but also to make sure that we're helping them you know, with the velocity of their product, which has, has a, you know, and what I mean by velocity is making sure that there's no delays in that supply chain. So, you know, we help manage one very specific area of it from, say, the point where the product is ordered to the time that gets into the warehouse. That's kind of our specialty. And that is, and, and almost all of our customers have state-of-the-art systems at all aspects of the supply chain. So, yeah, we're dealing with that one little aspect of it. And it's, and again, it's, it's very challenging for our customers, our grocery customers. Um, and now, and it's, and, so, and it always has been pre, pre e-commerce. Um, they always had a lot of challenges to say, okay, what's that lead time from the point where, um, we order product to the time that it's on the shelf. That's that. And that's unique. I would say in, in a large respect to, to grocers. Now you add on e-commerce and and things even get more complex right so um and there's all kinds of things that uh that you know when you're talking about omni-channel and so forth there's all kinds of extra challenges there that that apply to grocers so i mean i don't know how much you want to go into detail on that but you know i definitely have a few things to say I think uh, we can both agree that the complexities in the grocery vertical is absolutely there and but then it's it's funny greg because when i think of e-commerce i kind of instantly think of fashion merchandise or electronics right so groceries yeah. probably not so much at least not until recently um why do you think it took uh, groceries a bit longer to jump on the online bandwagon was it because shoppers are being old-fashioned or did the logistics of it just make it tricky well, you know what? I think it's a, a, a little bit of, of all the points you just mentioned, because I mean, I'm of a generation where, um, you know, I'm still the kind of a person that, and as much as I've totally embraced e-commerce, I think in almost all aspects of, of my consuming experience, I personally have a bit of a challenge with, with not seeing my, the groceries that I buy, at least the, you know, the, the produce type of thing, you know, and, and I think, People of my generation have share that kind of concern. However, I think new newer shoppers, it's 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 less of an issue. But I mean, if we go back though, I think there's a, there's a few challenges that you know a few reasons why maybe grocers haven't embraced e-commerce as 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 much as as uh, some other traditional retailers. I think one is consumer resistance is is part of it. Secondly, it's just the complexity of their supply chains. And I already touched on it a little bit. Um, you know, they, they, we do have, you know, we're talking about perishable products. We're talking about, um, you know, they've, they've got established, um, retail outlets already, which, 
you know, it, it's, it's been a, a challenge to say, how do we, how do we leverage those and so forth? So that wasn't, that wasn't, that was a challenge that was out there and it wasn't obvious on how that was going to be solved. Now, Inter, you know, we, we have this, this massive global event, which occurs with, you know, with the pandemic, where now grocers had no choice, but to, I mean, and, and everyone, I think, had a blueprint out there in terms of how they wanted to be able to solve e-commerce. And, and it wasn't necessarily hurting them, or it wasn't detrimental to the bottom line that they hadn't necessarily embraced it yet. But then with the pandemic, you know, they had no choice. And, and, and I, I know personally, having spoken to a lot of our customers, that is a sentiment that has come out is that clearly we hadn't embraced it. Um, and, and there's all kinds of reasons why. Uh, primarily, I think, you know, like we've already mentioned, consumer behavior was one. Um, I think there was just an overriding cost factor, which it, you know, the retailers were reluctant to get in there, but now they were more or less all forced, pushed into it through the pandemic. So they, I think they, they've all, for the most part, a lot of them have gotten there, at least the better ones have gotten there. And, um, you know, again, the, the sentiments that I'm hearing from, from a lot of our customers are, and it's that old adage of if, if it, uh, if it, you know, whatever, how's the expression go? It's like, if it doesn't, uh, kill you, it's going to make you stronger. Um, that's, I think what a lot of the grocers are saying is like, yeah, it was, it wasn't easy. Um, we, we've got to a place now where we are able to, to provide a, a fairly seamless e-commerce experience. And, um, and it's maybe not something that's contributing a lot to the bottom line, but it is a service that we want to be able to provide our customers and we're, and they're providing it now. And I think a lot of them are doing it fairly well, but it doesn't go without, uh, it hasn't gone without a lot of, I'd say, uh, pain, if you will. And, and, um, and, but the, uh, at the end of the day, I think, for, like I said, a lot of, a lot of, uh, retailers are there now. And, um, but th there are still a lot of challenges that are out there. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll kind of get into some of the, you know, we can, we can touch on some of the areas which are, are, are probably a little bit more sensitive than others. Absolutely. Um, I totally agree with you in the sense that, you know, like um, these are services that once you create it and once you've put it out to the consumer base, it's nearly impossible for you to take it back. Right. So even though pandemic yeah. made these retailers to, you know, come into online sales, probably aren't getting the same amount of sales that they expected now, especially after things have opened up, but they still can't take it back because they've put it out there. And that's kind of like the thing with Omnichannel, right? Yep. Um, so I wanted to discuss a little bit about the entire impact of Omnichannel and online shopping on um, not just the traditional uh, grocery retailers, but as such for the gro grocery vertical, right? So you see that right now with consumers buying online, they want everything at the moment they order, there's a lot more packaging involved for retailers and and also the handoff experience is considered super crucial. And even though this is true of most of retail, the grocery last mile is kind of trickier. Like you have more items on average per order, which means it takes a lot more time to pick in the warehouse. Uh, the yep. margins of error is uh, less constrained. There, the delivery time windows are way shorter. So my question about uh, the fulfillment process here is, 
how challenging are the conditions today when, let's say, compared to before when traditional grocery retail was probably dealing more with the B2B side of things? Well, I mean, Omnichannel has... um has has introduced, especially on the fulfillment side of things, has has really added an, an extra le- a level of complexity to to grocery operations, and and it's and there's there's a I'd say I mean and, and please I mean I'm not a grocer so I I can't talk to this from my own you know it's not my my necessarily my expertise but from my point of observation I mean and and again from the feedback that I'm hearing from our customers. There's, there's a couple key areas where it's really um, made things much more complex. I mean, if you look at Omnichannel, I mean, clearly now inventory management is something that um, becomes more challenging because now you, you're, you're effectively looking at uh, combining what was, you know, traditionally warehouse management was where inventory was the main inventory that you needed to to kind of worry about in terms of fulfillment was in the warehouse. So that was fairly easy to, or easier to manage, I should say. But now when you're looking at um, e-commerce uh, or an omni-channel perspective, you know, the, the accuracy of store inventory becomes so crucial. So that's, I, again, I guess one, one aspect that is, makes a major difference. And, you know, if, again, if you look at traditional, uh, e-commerce providers, they don't have that challenge. I mean, mo- their, their inventory is pretty much all in one location where so, so, you know, the grocers have that, that additional challenge, if you will. I think picking, you know, you mentioned picking. I think the whole picking and, and packing is, is, uh, that whole function again is much more complicated now. So even if you were just running a pure e-commerce grocery operation, um, you know, your, your picking function now gets, if you were used to picking in, in more of a bulk context where you're, you're sending out orders to stores, that's really, uh, you know, that's totally different from, from picking for individual orders, right? So, so that's a whole different way of looking at things and adds all kinds of complexity. Another thing, which again, traditional re- retailers have had to deal with this, especially online retailers have, have always had to deal with, uh, reverse logistics and for a large part as well just regular um retailers as well i mean reverse logistics is it was pretty much a normal part of their operation Uh, grocers it's wasn't nearly as much of an issue right um you you wouldn't have especially you know you wouldn't have inventory filtering back to the warehouse from stores and so forth whereas now um grocers are having to deal with reverse logistics and that's a whole new aspect of things which um, was never there before. I think one of the main areas as well is the overall um, velocity aspect or speed of, of of inventory movement, and that's one thing that C three as a cust- uh, as a supplier is is I think that's one of the areas where we've really been challenged by our customers. So you know if you look at that market, the you know the the online consumer really is expecting you know they're looking at rapid fulfillment of their their orders um and their people are you know obviously in grocery they're looking at same day at the worst next day type deliveries so so that really puts pressure on on the the uh on the retailer to to really streamline the warehouse operations and so so that's pushing a lot of them to to do things and i was recently at a conference where uh it was a it was a 
conference kind of related to to grocery. And again, that one of the key topics was robotics and, and automation. So it's it's an area where um, you know the more that you embrace e-commerce, um, the more that you have to just get more and more f- efficient. I mean, there's just you have to streamline operations at all levels. So again, this is. These were always concerns in the industry, but now they're just getting pushed to the, to the nth degree. Um, another area, again, where, where C3 has a certain level of involvement is the, is the overall shipping and last mile delivery. I mean, um, and again, that was not much, as much of a concern with, with the grocery world in the past, but now there's, there's all kinds of challenges in terms of how do you, how do you coordinate your logistics providers, uh, with, you know, the combination of, of store deliveries versus direct consumer deliveries and, you know, curbside pickup, all these kind of things, which are, again, unique to grocery and, and things that they've had to and they have for the most part totally embraced. Um, and, and to the benefit of their overall offering. So, so yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, that clearly doesn't, I mean, I don't think that, you know, gives you, gives you a, a, an overall Know, completely encompassing answer, but I think it touches on some of the challenges on how uh, omnichannel has really added a lot of complexity to the to the grocery world. Completely agreed, Greg. Uh, completely agreed. So I actually want to focus and dig more into the inventory management side of things that you just touched upon. Um, I believe that you know the time to turn inventory is a lot shorter in the grocery vertical compared to other um, regular retail verticals, right? So since C3 specifically works in this domain, can you explain what goes into managing inventories uh, that have shorter shelf lives in grocery, like uh, perishables, for instance? Well, I mean, I can tell you how, I mean, again, from our world, you know, what, as I mentioned at the, at the outset, C3, um, we, we provide essentially a, a dock scheduling solution and a yard management system. I mean, these are both solutions where they're very much needed in the, in the grocery industry. And some of the ways that we help uh, on this whole end of things is is the fact that, again, and grocers are very unique in the fact that they, when they're building a schedule, um, it has to be very strategic. And so, so what I mean by that is, um, it's 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 absolutely pertinent or it's mandatory for them that they make sure that certain product is delivered at particular times of the day. Uh, and that's, and, and that's needed because, um, they need to be able to, to ensure maximum throughput because they know that, you know, there's certain aspects of the operation which are, are more conducive to, to certain products flowing at that time. Um, they need to be able to really prioritize, um, certain products. So, for example, in most oper or in a typical operation, if you don't, if you're not very well organized on an appointment side of things, it's really difficult to be able to say, um, oh no, you know, cause everybody, everybody wants to deliver their product as quickly as they can, right? So, uh, you know, if you're receiving requests for appointments manually, um, you know, it's whoever can, who knows what can, what can have an influence on that. It could be favoritism. It could be whatever, what's most convenient. Whereas when you automate that function and now, um, you know, vendor or carrier comes online, once we identify the product we, they're, they're delivering to us and we, we are able to 
establish a priority for that product. It's the system which is going to strategically establish when is the optimal time for that product to come in. So now it no longer depends on did this you know, the order taker or the person receiving the call, did they remember this or that and, and so forth. So, so that whole aspect of making sure that now we're not building a, we're, we're building a schedule, which is optimal for the operation so that we're making sure that, you know, we're, we're giving ourselves an opportunity to streamline things as much as possible. And then also being able to, um, uh, to respect the priorities of the business. So we've got promotions going on. These are the products that we need to be able to, to get through the warehouse as quickly as possible. We've got perishable goods. This is how we have to, you know, these are the special kind of uh, conditions we need to make sure that that product gets through the, uh, through the warehouse as quickly as possible. So those are some of the things that we're able to help on. Then on the yard side, now once the, so, so it's one thing to set up the schedule. Now once the, the vehicles, the carriers arrive, again, it's absolutely crucial that based on, on the type of goods that are arriving, that we're able to, to not only just receive those those trailers or those vehicles, but actually get them turned around as quickly as possible, right? So, so we're able to know that, okay, this is, this is a product. This is a trailer that has priority goods on it. We know exactly where they need to be received. We know that the, and, and already now the receiving crew is, is ready for them because we've been able to establish in advance that, hey, this is, they're coming in on this appointment and, we also, I mean, recently we've, we've introduced a product which allows our customers to, to actually get advanced visibility. And when the driver is really showing up, um, even if they're a third party driver where you're not necessarily hooking into their technology. Um, so the driver is able to indicate, yes, I'm here. I'm on my way. So that now we can really, really, um, optimize the receiving of that product. So there again, that's very crucial. I mean, there's all kinds of factors and I outlined some of the biggest challenges that uh, grocers have, but really, you know, where we add value is just making sure we maximize that velocity. Um, first of all, we have that strategic plan that makes sure that we're, you know, we're actually receiving the goods at an optimal time. And then once they do arrive on site, that we're able to recognize that, A, they're here and, and we're able to direct them to the right location um, and, and unload them as quickly as possible. I mean, oftentimes when we're talking to just general customers about, yeah, there's, there's certain efficiencies, for example, to, to be had in the yard. And, and I think everyone has a common, most operators all have kind of common uh, challenges in that regard. We want to do things, uh, you know, do as much as we can with as, as least, with the least amount of resources. But in the grocery industry, it's also just very critical to make sure that we do that as quickly as possible. Um, just from the, that whole velocity aspect is so important in grocery. And, um, you know, there's many factors which go into it. And, and I've, I've just kind of indicated some of the key ones that, that, that we're involved with. And I know very closely because it's, it's something we deal with on a, on a day to day basis. Makes sense. That's pretty comprehensive, Greg. Um, I uh, want to discuss, I mean, I see that based on what you've uh, just explained, how, uh, you know, like how the processes work together, I see that balancing inventory as such kind of, you know, sounds like walking on a tightrope. Like you don't want to have too much of it, nor do you want to risk running too low on inventories, right? So how do grocery retailers strike that balance? Like with Obviously, omni-channel becoming bigger and bigger every year, it's probably going to add another layer of complexity to warehousing and inventory management, right? 
Definitely. Yep. Well, I mean, it's a balance that, yeah, I mean, it, and that balance is going to be uh, more and more of a challenge because as you indicated, there is it's such a fine line between keeping lean inventories and, um, you know, making sure that you've always got availability. You never want to have, uh, you know, stock out. So, um, I mean, again, I mean, I'm not, I'm not an expert on all these, these, uh, all these different points, but I mean, clearly, um, you know, there's going to be a need for, for better you know, demand forecasting. I mean, that's going to be very, very important. Uh, just overall better inventory management, um, is, is going to be key. And, and especially in an environment where you've got decentralized warehousing and, and, you know, you've got stock in your, in your actual stores as well. That's, that's, that's clearly going to be a, a big, a big challenge. Um, I think more and more, um, that advanced vis- visibility or real time kind of monitoring is, is going to be, be an issue. But I mean, some again, the points where say C3 has, is involved with the most is just this whole, Helping our customers kind of build as flexible a supply chain as, as they can. And, and that again requires agility. So, you know, are you going to be able to, are you able to be agile in, in the way that you deal with, with inventory? Um, and, and again, I've just discussed on, on some of how, on how some of those things are impacted, like from the point where, um, the point the product is ordered. Till the point that it reaches the, you know, and you plan on how you want to bring it to the site. Once it gets on site, how do we make sure we get it into the, into the warehouse? And then there's the whole warehouse function, which, uh, is, is again, incredibly inc- complex. But, um, you know, those are some of the aspects, you know, and, and more and more, I guess, um, you know, there's, there's managing suppliers, which is, which is a big challenge. And, and, uh, and that, you know, that includes obviously, you know, all the different relationships between suppliers and, and, and the different, um, carriers and, and what have you to make sure that, um, again, that there's a, uh, an effective, uh, way of, of creating platforms, I guess, where, you know, as part of that demand forecast is, is making, is, is collaborating more with suppliers as well to make sure that they're aware of, um, you know, how their, their kind of inventories or, or their, you know, what, what giving them visibility, I guess, in terms of how much inventory is on hand and so forth. So, I mean, again, I definitely don't have, uh, don't have the, all of the answers. I mean, or C3 as a company doesn't have all the answers, but, um, you know, we, we're seeing more and more of um, this evolution. And, and um, I guess what we're doing is just trying to contribute as much as we can on, on the areas that I mentioned earlier in terms of saying, hey, um, how can we make sure that we're giving, we're expanding visibility as much as possible. Um, and we've recently done that. I said, as I was saying, how, you know, as much as, as we're, we're helping build those very strategic um, inventory pl- or receiving plans. We're also trying to give more visibility in terms of where is that inventory? Now, you know, it's, it's left the shipper. It's arrived at the, at, at the facility. Now it's potentially waiting in the yards. Like how can we minimize those delays and so forth? So, um, you know, and again, you combine that with, we've already mentioned so the challenges with omni-channel whereby, it, you know, you've got, uh, you know, you have to kind of deal with, um, you know, the, the 
multiple inventory points so that, you know, now your sales inventory, your store inventory has to be so accurate so that you can, you know, again, ensure that when a customer orders product that it's actually going to be available. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of challenges there. Um, and it's um, it's not going to be easy. But like you said, it's it's going to be more and more important, I think, that for these for grocery retailers, if they're going to make this a success, because I think for a lot of them right now, especially, you know, e-commerce is a bit of a lost leader for them. I, you know, again, that's what I'm hearing from the industry is that it's it's something that they're not necessarily making money with now, but it is definitely from a customer service end of things, something they have to be able to provide their customers. I mean, all of the retailers, grocery retailers, they want to be able to maintain that customer loyalty. So if you've got a great customer, they're coming to your retail stores, you also want to be able to provide them that, you know, online service. And that's something if they're going to make that more viable, they're going to have to deal with these types of issues, like you just mentioned, in terms of that that balance between lean inventory and and avoiding the, you know, the, the, the stockouts and so forth. So those are it's a big challenge for sure. And, and it makes our life even more challenging also. Of course. Um, great. Um, now take us back a bit, Greg. So imagine a grocer who's been selling only from their store for ages. How do they transition to the online scene? Like what changes for them, especially on the back end? So on the inventory and yard management side of things, when, you know, like what, what do they actually have to transition on? Well, yeah, I mean, again, there's, there's a lot of points that they, you know, there's a lot of different steps that are going to be needed here. But to your point, I can, I can, I can kind of, uh, explain what I think's needed in terms of the areas that we, we look after because, um, you know, it might be probably be beneficial to explain what you don't want to do if you want to get, if you want to get to that, if you're a traditional grocer right now and you, and you haven't made the step to go to an e, to, to e-commerce or omni-channel, um, what do you want to make sure that you're doing well? To, I mean, because again, there's multiple steps. Um, but one of the some of the things that are really things that you need to kind of avoid are, and again, we see this still all the time. And and we were a, a day doesn't or a week doesn't go by that I don't talk to a a grocer, whether they're a regional grocer or even national grocers, and find out that for the most part, areas like I've talked about with the say the appointment scheduling or the the yard management these are still functions which are very much manual so to think that you're going to be able to build an e-commerce strategy on a base where you're dealing with complete manual operations i think that's a that that would be a good starting point to say hey look there's a lot of challenges we have out there to be a credible e-commerce retailer um what are some of the things we want to be able to attack? Some of the low-hanging fruit to say, look, we've, we've at least automated that. Now we can move forward. That's where I can contribute and say that, look, you know, definitely you need to be doing, you need to be able to leverage solutions, like simple solutions that are out there. And, and what we always say, and again, we, we see a day doesn't go, or a week doesn't go by where I don't see this is that retailers don't come to me and say, Hey, I've already got this fairly decent, um, or fairly well automated, planning tool, I just want to get a better solution. They're coming to me and they're saying, we're actually receiving phone calls from our, our vendors or carriers, and we're manually kind of trying to build schedules. I mean, that should be seen as a non-starter. You can't run things in, in a in a completely manual fashion like that and, and expect to be able to 
say, hey, I want to be an e-commerce vendor. That and, and I and that also applies to the yard. And again, the yard is another area where um, it's extremely rare, like almost never happens, where someone says, "Yeah, I've got a pretty, I've got an automated solution, but I just want to be able to upgrade it and get to the next level." That's not what we, we deal with. We deal with companies calling us and saying, "I right now have my yard drivers. They have you know walkie talkies in their trucks, and I've got and they have clipboards and a pen, and they're writing down move requests that they get from from whoever in the operation." So they're and, and so that's how a lot of operators and grocers included, that's how they work today. So again, you can't expect to maximize your inventory flows or reduce that or increase the velocity of these types of things if you're running in a completely manual operation. It's not going to happen. So in this particular regard, and these are, are relatively simple solutions, I would say the first step you would need to do is have a system that's going to help you build a fairly strategic um, receiving plan so that now you can avoid things like dropping trailers unnecessarily. You can make sure that again, you've got prior, you, you prioritize good, you know, products based on all kinds of aspects within the business. It might be promotions. It might be perishability of the product so that you've got this strategic receiving plan. And then, uh, from there as well, you've got to make sure that within your yard itself, because almost every grocer, and, and this is something we see across the board. Their yards are fairly complicated. And that's just due to the fact that, you know, you've got any, any large yard, uh, the grocery yard is you're going to have multiple chain, you know, like di different types of, um, commodities you're receiving, whether it's frozen, fresh, or just regular dry product. So you've got probably warehouses with multiple chambers and so forth, uh, temperature chambers, I should say. So, so, so you, you've got a fairly complex site to begin with. Now you need a system to manage that. Like if you, if you're going to expect to, to kind of provide the levels of, of inventory velocity and so forth that we talked about, at a base, you've got to automate some of these key functions. Um, and then once you've done that, obviously there's all kinds of other systems on the, uh, on the back ends in terms of inventory management and, uh, and so forth, which are, are going to be required. But my advice would, would be to say, Hey, let's get those base functions resolved first. And then we can move on to, to other areas, which are obviously very, very important as well. But, you know, these are kind of essentials. And it, and again, it's really tough to grow an operation if it's completely manual. Let's automate these things. Relatively simple to do, relatively inexpensive, very good ROIs on that. I mean, especially in the grocery business, your return on investment is going to be months, not years. And it's going to allow you to get to, to grow into a lot of these other more sophisticated systems as well. Absolutely. I think um, all this automation and investing in technology would also help level the uh, playing field, right? For SME grocery retailers uh, who are looking to try um, standing up to the might of the bigger players uh, in the market. So thanks for that, uh, Greg. It was wonderful talking to you. Lots of wonderful insights through the conversation. Um, well, hey, Vishnu, it was my pleasure. Um, I hope it, I hope I haven't kind of been jumping around here too much, but, um, I hope your listeners have found this useful. I mean, for me, it was, um, I enjoyed the conversation. It's something that, uh, it, it might come across. I'm, I'm a bit passionate about all this stuff, but, uh, but yeah, it's been a great chatting with you and, uh, thanks again for inviting me. 
This wraps up another episode of the In Transit podcast. To learn more or to hear previous episodes, check out our website at scmr.com slash podcast slash all or check the podcast segment on the logisticsreport.com. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.